I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Today, I'm joined by Cherie Caldwell, who is the head of diversity, equity, and inclusion at Salesloft. Cherie, welcome to the show. Hey, Ron. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Cherie, I'm so excited to learn more about your career. Can you tell us how you got your start? Oh my gosh, it was probably a little bit different than most human resource professionals. I actually started out in college as a math major. Oh my goodness, By the time I got to Calculus 3, I said, hmm, I need a little bit more than just numbers to work with. I'm extremely extroverted. What else can I do with my career? And I decided to search around and I ended up going to business and working with people. And the way I look at it is that people and business together is a complex equation that requires multiple solutions depending on, you know, what the underlying factors are. So I totally apply math to what I do just in a very unconventional way. So it's been a lot of fun, actually. I love that. Tell us about your progression and kind of some of the highlights through your journey. Sure. Like I said, I found my way into business and human resources, and then I lucked out into a variety of experiences. I've had a great venture through corporate America. I ended up working at a Pepsi Cola bottler for a little while that was owned by General Cinema. And when they sold it back to Pepsi, I worked for Pepsi for a brief stint, but then found my way to Kraft Foods. And that was a great opportunity as well. And in each time I did something, I learned something. I felt like I was in advanced class. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, when I got to craft, I went through a union organizing attempt at a facility. I went through shutdowns and closures and startups. So lots of great knowledge um, sent to me on that end. And then, you know, I've had a long career. So I, I've done a few things. I would say my top companies have been like Delta, the Home Depot, Comcast, my most recent ones. And they were just amazing. I got a chance to learn lots of things. And, you know, there's always good and bad. And so some things you learn the hard way and some things you, you know, you get the opportunity to have fun and learn from them. So it's, it's been a good ride. And I think, you know, I took off uh, to do my own business for a little bit because um, my mom was ill and needed my support. And so I thought it would offer me the most flexibility and it did. And then it rolled into being the assistant teacher during COVID. So I never really grew my business. I just did enough to kind of get by and leverage the flexibility that it provided, which was great. And so when I decided last year after the events of the summer, I had always had a passion for diversity, but it just really inspired me to be more intentional with this work. So like I always did work being a human resource generalist in this space. There was always a chance to do something, but I really took it on wanting to be more intentional. So I was really thinking through how to add to my business, redo my website, do some things like that when I got a phone call and a referral to SalesLoft. And it was just a match made in heaven. I'm really thrilled to be a part of the organization. And what we had in common was just a belief that it was not only necessary and possible to kind of look at how we operate at work, but it's also necessary and possible to look at how we operate in the industry and how can we impact the industry. So I love um, that. Mm-hmm. A bigger stage. Yes, so much so. I'm intrigued because you did mention you worked at a lot of big corporates, right? Yeah. And now you work at like a pretty young, fast-growing startup. Oh, yes. Can it's you fun. talk a little bit about the differences you're observing? 
Oh my gosh. Yes. So it's true about, you know, the large giants being harder ships to turn. Sure. Uh, And they are, you have the level of bureaucracy, you have politics at a different level. And really it's a microcosm what you see going on in the country. Sometimes it's politics just for an agenda and not necessarily to serve the people. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you find that we forget about the customers and it's all the internal politics going on. And I'm not saying that that doesn't exist in small companies. What I'm saying about my company is that We really um, tried to build on the framework that Patrick Leoncini has around the five dysfunctions of a team and looking at what would counteract that. So really starting with trust, being able to have conflict, really gaining commitment from involvement, leading to accountability, shared accountability and results. And because of that, and because the other piece is leadership, transparency and openness. So leadership, really having a commitment to being conscious leaders, being mindful leaders, being intentional leaders. Um, we've got a nice little culture thing going on mm-hmm. that really reduces politics because people can speak freely. There's no punishment for people calling out the CEO at a all hands meeting or wow. pushing back on something. And so that freedom is there and there's a freedom to call out and say, Hey, we should be doing more or why don't we do blah, blah. And I think that uniqueness and that real commitment to keeping the transparency and the vulnerability it just permeates a lot of things in our culture. And I think that has made it a lot more fun. It makes it easy for me to see a path forward for the work I'm trying to do. And um, it's it's been totally enjoyable. Well, that sounds very rewarding. Yes, it is. And I think the other thing is you can see your results. You can see your impact. It's less layers of approval to get through. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just by design. And so it's fun. That's wonderful. Yeah. So- Something I hear from our community a lot is if I'm interviewing for a job, how can I detect whether this will be a good fit for me? And you've made a lot of transitions throughout your career. What advice would you give to our audience about how to evaluate culture through the interview process? Right. So you have to ask a lot of questions, but you have to do a lot of research. Mm -hmm. So one, um, do you know people at the company? Are you linked into anybody? Do you have a secondary connection that you can get the real scoop from someone that's not on your interview panel, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly go look at Glassdoor. And Certainly Greg look at Yes, absolutely. Well, you guys have a lot of information. And the thing I love is like being a member is getting my daily email. It's like the little stories and little things you think about. And just even the comments yesterday, it was like you had someone you had to fire, you know, you were just so sick of a new person. And it just makes you think about all the nuances. And so sometimes that those reflecting on those types of things make you think of other questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Because I think we ask the generic questions like, how would you describe the culture? You know, but can you look for questions like, who doesn't work out here? Why didn't they work out? Like, what do you look for for people that get promoted? Who's gotten promoted quickly and why? And then you ask other questions about your employee resource groups and how do they function and, you know, other nuances. Do they even have any? Then you ask about what's the regular communication you know, even things like, have you met the CEO? Mm, that's a great question. I wouldn't well, have, have ever met, thought. Yeah. And when I think about our culture, I'll just give my company another plug is I feel like I can call and schedule an appointment with the CEO and like, it's not a big deal. I can just do that. I can get on his calendar for 15 minutes because it's an open calendar and I have no qualms about it. I don't have anything to do right now that I need to say, but I know that I could. And I think that there's like that no fear or that freedom says something about how open a culture can be, how accessible are your leaders really. For sure. And that's a real difference. I've started in a very corporate environment and it's such a big difference between, I think, the corporate mindset and the 
startup mindset for sure. Well, you, I'll give you a plug too, because I like Fairy God Buzz. I had someone introduce it to me from a company that I interviewed with that I did not get the job, oh, wow. um, but the recruiter turned me on to you guys because she loved you. Oh. And, and from that, I stayed in touch. I've stayed LinkedIn with her too, but it's just like, there is no shortage of advice, of support. And I think that type of thing. So you can see the difference. You can see your experiences played out in terms of what you want to do to help people. So just kudos to you. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Let's talk about support. And that comes up a lot in our community for sure. How have you developed mentoring or, or sponsorship relationships in both directions in your career? From a mentoring perspective, I learned to seek out people Mm-hmm. and to ask questions. Then I also learned to be flexible because a lot of busy executives don't have that kind of time. So instead of trying to create a long-term mentorship, I would just ask for advice in like five or 10 minute chunks. Yeah, you right. know, five or 10 minute chunks. What can I do here? A little trick I learned from a woman's executive training that I attended was to have like a board of directors so that you have five or six people because somebody's going to be busy this day. So you can maybe reach out to all of them and whoever gets back to you first, you know, you get the advice, but you have more than one person. But you can also get different perspectives. You know, if you've got a diversity of followers, I think sometimes we forget that we should reach out to men and those relationships. I think those are equally important as well as the female leaders that can help us navigate, you know, the territories that we're going into. For mentoring on the other end, I am big on sharing experiences and helping people. I think it's like, how do you reach back and pull someone up and give the advice? So if I'm ever asked to speak on a panel internally, I do it. When I show up at meetings, like the ERG sponsors something, I make sure I contribute and share and speak up because A, I want to encourage other people to do so. And then I want them to feel like they can say whatever's on their mind and speak up and offer differing opinions. And then I also just, if people ask for advice, I try to do that. I coach and my role gives me a lot of opportunity to coach. So I get to coach some of the ERG leaders. I attend their leadership meetings. I try to balance giving them lots of freedom with also giving them structure and guidance and just sometimes um, being a sounding board. I find that being in human resources, a lot of times people just come to you for advice and ask you things. And funny that people that I don't even work with will reach mm-hmm. out for something. I knew someone because she was a parent that was uh, at my mom's school. And because we were closer in age, we developed a relationship. We don't even live in the same state. And she'd reach out to me and ask me for some career advice. And I was able to talk her through how to take on. And she was an executive going for another level interview. And it wouldn't have been as safe for her to ask those questions internally. And so we were able to have a good conversation about that. Now, I'm not going to be mentoring her all along, but it was just that opportunity to share that. And then I also find that when you do that, you set yourself up for a mutual mentoring relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I have a couple of friends that I have known for years. One of my good friends, um, Piper, and I started at Craft at the same time. And throughout the years, we end up at different companies. We end up at different places. Sometimes we end up in the same city. Sometimes we don't. But we're good for bouncing off things and giving each other advice and thinking things through. And it's just, it's been a treasure to be able to have relationships like that long term. For sure. So looking back at your younger or more junior self, what advice would you wish you had or what advice would you give your younger self now? Oh my gosh, tons of it. I think that, you know, I started out with the 
well, it's not a bad belief, but it should not be the only belief you have about doing great work mm-hmm. and thinking that that's all that matters. I'll work hard. I'll do a good job. That's all that matters. Yeah. It's not all that matters. It's important, but developing relationships cross-functionally, getting to know people, seeking out mentors and guidance so that you can understand the unspoken rules of a game and looking to see who gets promoted, what do they know? And I avoided some things because I didn't want to play politics. I thought yes. that was a nasty word. Right. And I thought it was always bad and negative. I feel like this was the math major in you. Yes, right? <laughs> it's, all, it's all negative. Or, the, or it's just all, it's all about the data. Yes. When really the, it's about HR, it's about the people. It totally is. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like I've ignored politics because I've thought about it like, watching politics on TV, mm-hmm. that it's negative. It's people that want to step on other people. The truth is there may be some people like that, but you have to be in the know. You can't ignore it. You have to know it. And you can choose. If you want to use your powers for good, choose to do so. You know, if you want to sit on the sidelines and watch, but don't ignore it. You can't ignore it. You need to understand what's going on. It's just as important as any as the reports that come out is what's happening in the dynamic in the community, in your company, um, and with your customers. So I would have given myself advice to be a little bit more holistic in my perspective way sooner than I got it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. You mentioned that you during COVID had to be a bit of an assistant teacher. Oh my gosh. Yes. When that you, first happened. Whoa. Can you give us a little window into your personal life and how you think about work-life balance? Yeah, gosh. So I think the math problem solver in me and I'm a natural crisis manager being mm-hmm. in HR. I think leveraging those two things to say, okay, I'm going to make a plan, but I've got to be totally flexible because nothing will go according to plan. Yeah. And you know, your kid's going to get sick. Um, it's going to interrupt your zoom call. Something's going to happen, you know, and how do you pivot quickly? And it depends on the relationship you have. If it's something that's super professional that you can't just go blank screen, you may have to declare that I have an emergency. May I reschedule instead of trying to push through and maybe damage your credibility in my company. And a lot of companies have gotten quite used to zoom. Now um, there's an understanding that you may have to go on blank screen. It's a big thing for women. I have people in my organization talk to me about that because still we're the primary, you know, childcare providers. And so when there's an issue and we're at home, they're with us. And so that flexibility is there. And so then I also tried to always block out lunchtime so I could make lunch, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because the kids are home, they're not going anywhere. So I have time to make lunch, make sure we get there. And I would not schedule myself back to back and leave some space so that I could do that. And then just, you know, wrap up early so I can get homework done with kids. Yeah. How old are your kids? 10 and 15. Cuff. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move to our fun questions. Should sure. We? All right. So the first one is, what is your favorite karaoke song? Okay. So I have to be honest. I cannot stand karaoke. <gasps> I would prefer to lip sync probably because I've traumatized people by listening to me sing that I've been asked to not sing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So in honor that I do lip syncing, but I will tell you that of course, having kids, I've seen a lot of kids shows, fun songs, like can't stop the feeling that came from trolls. Just oh, I yeah. love that. And then I think about um, sing you know, mm, don't worry about a thing. And I'm still standing where my favorite songs from that. So you can get me with anything from a movie, you know, Zootopia, all the kid movies. I'm, I'm very aware of them and I love them and I can find great songs. Love yeah. it. I love those yeah. movies too. <laughs> can you recommend a book to our audience? Something you recommend oh that they read? 
I am a big reader. That is one of my things I do to relax. So I have a ton of books, but I will say, stop myself at two today. One is the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. I'm loving this book. And then I we did this thing called Lofter Groups. And so I took 10 weeks and went through the concept of the book with a small group of people. And we really got a lot of value out of that. Um, really not everybody would agree with all the concepts, but it really raises your thinking. It really has you take a look at how you interact with people and your own belief system. So it's very interesting. The other one is a book called Leadership and Self-Deception. And I tripped over this book a long time ago. And then when I was in that women's executive training, we did a week at Harvard at their, one of their executive sessions and the book came back to me and it's really told like a fable and a story. And it really gives you some concepts for how do you get out of your own box? And it's like understanding how we have some already always present beliefs and thinking that we're not aware of and how they can prevent us from seeing or taking responsibility when we need to. Both very good books will challenge you on your leadership, will help you probably level up, you know, in terms of relating to others as well. Sounds very provocative and also like a little uh, grueling for the vulnerability. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But good for that reason. Yes. That's why I'm still working on my Brene Brown stuff too, because all of her work is very good too. So yes. Yes. So how do you like to practice self-care? when you're not working and you're not assistant teaching. So I mentioned reading, um, which I'm, so give me a good book. Let me sit on the beach. Let me have an adult beverage. Let me listen to the waves. That's great. And then my other escape would be, let me hide out in a hot bathtub, jacuzzi tub or a hot tub with book, glass of wine. Same thing. Just a few moments to escape and have some serious downtime. Now I do journal and meditate as well in terms of taking care of well-being and then I try to do fun things with friends to also help you know lift that up love that so yeah that's great so who is a celebrity dead or alive that you Mm -hmm. would want to have dinner with you know I love this question but I can never narrow it down that's one of the things (laughs) so you're gonna have a dinner party Thank you. I love that idea. Okay. So taking ownership of that. So yeah, of course, there's always Oprah, who I think would be interesting. But a person who I've really gained a lot of respect from would love to just spend some time and just hear her thinking is like Abby Phillips from oh, yeah. CNN. Yeah. Um, just a, you know, watching um during all of the election stuff last year, listening to the commentary and the byplay between all the folks that were reporting on CNN. I really, really came to admire her, her really calm, poised style. Um, and and sharing of information in a pretty objective way. I, I just, I would love to just be able to sit and chat with her for a little bit. Well, she may be local to you in Atlanta. I, so. I would. Yeah, <laughs> we and I'm hoping so. Happen. They do have offices everywhere. So I wondered <laughs> if they were all in DC for that time period, but yes. That's great. All right. And Sheree, the last question here, the last fun question is, we have this tradition at Fairy Godballs. So It's our view that women are not good enough at taking credit for our achievements or at bragging. Yeah, that's true. And so our achievements get overlooked because of it. So I'd like to put you on the spot and ask you to be a role model for all of us by talking clearly and, and bravely about your achievements. Brag to us about what you've done. Oh, gosh. So there's a current project that I'm working on, which is talking to everybody in my organization. And what I'm doing is having not the tough conversations, but the open conversations around diversity. So I'm calling it having like coffee, um, coffee breaks on steroids. We call it coffee with the lofty. And I have talked to over 300 people in my organization. Wow. And I always ask them, you know, to share, like give their voice 
around what are their thoughts on diversity, equity, inclusion. And I preface it with, it could be anything that you self-reflect on, um, anything that you see in the world, the country, or our company, um, the big topic, or if there's an aspect of diversity that's personal to you, what comes up. And I've had the most amazing conversations. But what really thrilled me is I have one of the leaders of my ERG groups just said, I don't know if you've gotten any feedback on this, but people are loving these conversations because they feel heard, yeah. they feel validated, they feel appreciated. And to have an executive in a company have a conversation with everyone has just been like so inspiring. And I was really proud to get that feedback. I was really touched by it. And, you know, I'm having conversations. I want to lay a great foundation. I'm trying to lay a safe space. Um, and I do respect the people that I'm talking to and I've gained so much from it, but it was really cool to hear that it was equally valuable to them and that it's having a, a good impact, right? It's a positive impact. It's making a difference and it is creating the safe space for us to have these conversations. It sounds That's so cool. impressive. I'm really blown away by this idea and I think it must have great impact. It's a really strong message about where diversity and equity inclusion land in sales loft if someone is taking time to talk to every single employee about it. Yes. I mean, that's a really big deal. That's really incredible, Cherie. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Super cool. All right. Our last question before we let you go yeah. is one piece of advice you would like our audience to hear. Our audience, they're ambitious, they're talented, they're maybe feeling a little worn out on month 16 of COVID. Yes. <laughs> What's your advice that you want to leave them with? You know, I think it's to continue growing and to keep learning because yeah. I, I was thinking about this and I and I think it's learning always possible. Like you just don't know. Yeah. We had um, three guest speakers yesterday uh, do a panel for our, our women's group. And my folks where the Loftos were just hitting Slack channels and repeating the quotes and getting the nuggets that they were hearing from folks. And it's just like, if we take those, you know, whether you listen on a panel, you take notes, whether you read a book, whether you hear someone on a podcast, whether you're um, able to get someone to mentor you, it's like taking all that in and looking at the people that you admire and thinking, what is it that I'm learning from them? How do I want to incorporate this? So either I integrate it into my style, I modify and tweak it so it's more personal to me, but I do something to up my skills every time and absorb that. So I'm always learning, but especially from the people that are important to me, the people that I admire, the people that I see some things in that I think would be great qualities. Let me take them on. Let me take them on and stretch myself and grow and not be afraid to put myself out there with that. It's great advice. Great advice. Cherie, your passion and your knowledge and your career are so admirable. Thank you so much for spending time with us here today. Oh, thank you. I so enjoyed this. And you know, I have lots of praise for you. So oh, that's very thank sweet. you for what you do. I love it. I'm glad to be part of the community. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy God Boss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.